Blog Talk Good morning. I am Patrick B. McCoy, the African American voice in classical music, and welcome to today's edition. Today I am honored to have on the show rising operatic star Magdalena Vore. Magdalena Vore is a first place winner of the Marcella Simbrick and Heinz Reference Vocal Competitions, a finalist and prize winner of the Minusco International Vocal Competition a Metropolitan Opera Competition national finalist, as well as an alumna of the San Francisco Opera's Marola Summer Opera Program, the Chautauqua Music Institution's Marlena Mollis Voice Program, St. Louis Opera Theater's Jardine Young Artist Program, among many others, and most recently the Washington National Opera's Domingo Capert's Young Artist Program. Magdalena, welcome to the show. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I'm so honored to have you with me. The last time I heard you in concert was actually at the Strathmore Music Center. That's right. Yes, and thank you, were, you so much for yes, having me. Yes, and you were performing Mahler's Resurrection Symphony under Stanley Engelbrecht. And how did that collaboration come about? Uh, well, I have had the pleasure of uh, performing with the National Philharmonic uh, before um, in, in Vivaldi's Gloria and uh, previously in, in another concert as well. And uh, this was an idea that came about, and I really love uh, this particular uh, symphony, so I, I jumped on it right away. Oh, my goodness. Had you worked with Stanley Engelbrecht before? Uh, well, yes, I've, I've actually met him before uh, while doing uh, another show, uh, but um, but uh, just doing Vivaldi Gloria, I did with uh, Maestro uh, Gajewski. Hmm, okay. You have become quite a favorite here in the Washington, D.C. area. Could you, by any chance, share with us some of the highlights that you've had performing with Washington Concert Opera and as well as Washington National Opera? Uh, yes, yes, I um, I did a performance of I Puritani with the Washington uh, Concert Opera before, as well as just just previously in May, uh, I sang Tisbe in uh, Latin Rentola, Rossini's Latin Rentola, uh, which was a pleasure. And uh, while I was a young artist in the Domingo Caffrey's program uh, from uh, 2006 to May 2008, uh, I had the pleasure of doing several uh, shows on the main stage as well as young artist performances. Some of the things that I um, did on the main stage were uh, the Witch in Hansel and Gretel, and uh, Giovanna in Rigoletto, uh, as well as uh, Grimgerde in Valkyra, uh, which was a fantastic show. Um, all of them were. Uh, so this was these were just a couple things among many others. Oh, my goodness. Sounds like you're a busy young lady. Sounds <laughs> 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 like you're a busy young lady. So, so tell me about your, your recent performance in travels. I understand you're just really getting back here from the States after traveling abroad. Yes, uh, this has been a truly wonderful year for me. Uh, it started out with uh, doing a Marcella Sembrich competition in March, uh, which I had the pleasure of winning. And part of the prize was going into the second round of the Moniuszka International Competition in Warsaw in Poland. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to the finals of that competition uh, on the main stage of the Grand Theater in Warsaw. Uh, the finals were with the orchestra, and I won uh, one of the prizes, which is the Baltic Opera Prize. What this prize is, um, is uh, doing a one of the leading roles in a new premiere of an upcoming show. Uh, at the moment, uh, there are a couple things in mind, so I'm not sure yet what role that will be. However, 
I already had the pleasure of taking part in a concert for the opening season just this past October at the Baltic Opera. Uh, so I went there to do that. And uh, in May of this year, uh, I was uh, in London, uh, and I took part mm-hmm. in the concert for Chopin's 200th birth anniversary. And I sang all of the 19 uh, Chopin songs there. Oh, my goodness, that is wonderful. So speaking of a composer, you just mentioned Chopin. Who would you say your favorite composer is? What is, like, your favorite music to sing of a specific composer if you had to choose maybe one or two composers? Well, my favorite is Bach. Uh, I am a, a huge Baroque nut. I mean, I love all music. I, lo- I love to sing everything. But, but I always uh, and people laugh when I say it. But I'm I'm a huge Baroque nut, and uh, this is what I listen to uh, for me uh, to relax and uh, and to kind of meditate and and put mind all of my mind together. Um, so I, I listen to Bach, but I also love, of course, uh, Bizet, and uh, I, I love Berlioz and Brahms. I think. Um, Bach, uh, Berlioz, and Brahms, I would say, are my my three <laughs> top uh, favorite composers. Would you Would you ever consider specializing in the Baroque period, or maybe performing with some of the Baroque ensembles, such as here, the like the Washington Bach Consort? Well, I would love to do as much as possible of Baroque, but there's so much other music out there that I enjoy doing that I have made a decision um, a long time ago to not specialize in just one thing, to give everything a try, because there's just a lot out there that I would be missing out on if I didn't uh, uh, didn't have the opportunity of, of uh, performing it. Mm, that is a very good point. So in terms of singing, I know we all have types of, of different role models for our, our various disciplines. Who would you say was your, who is your favorite mezzo-soprano or your favorite uh, contralto that you've listened to over years that that has somewhat given you inspiration for your own career? Well, there are three, I would say, not even just one. Uh, the first one period that I, I, I love and I listen to and I admire very much is uh, Tatiana Troyanos, and there are many recordings mm. of her, thankfully, out there. Uh, of course, there's a, uh, a fantastic, fantastic Carmen with her and, uh, and uh, Domingo, uh, but I also love uh, um, Olga Borodina, and uh, there's a fantastic uh, contra alto that I admire, and uh, she's actually Atlanta-based. And when I uh, went to school here in Atlanta, um, I say here because I'm currently here for the Christmas season. Um, when I went to school in Atlanta, I had the pleasure of having classes with her even. Uh, she was a professor emeritus at Georgia State, uh, Florence Copliff. And there are a lot of uh, uh, recordings of her with uh, Robert Shaw uh, uh, speaking of Baroque, so I listened to a lot of uh, recordings of her uh, performing Baroque music. Mm. Oh my goodness! And you just mentioned Atlanta. Didn't you recently have some performances with the Atlanta Symphony and Messiah? I did, I did, and uh, we also did Vivaldi's Gloria on that concert as well. Uh, what they do is they perform the, the first part of Messiah uh, and then always pair it up, well, the first part of Messiah, uh, including the, uh, the Hallelujah, the famous Hallelujah chorus from the second portion, mm-hmm. uh, and then they usually pair it with some other work. Uh, uh, sometimes it's uh, maybe a portion of the um, Christmas Oratorio or, as it was this year, the Vivaldi Gloria. Mm, I bet that was a beautiful concert. There's a lovely recording uh, somewhat like that where Robert Shaw and the Atlanta Symphony Orchestra, they paired the Bach Magnificat and the Vivaldi Gloria all on one disc. 
And so that's a that's oh. a lovely combination to hear those those two work. So it's good to see that they still program that in concert in in that fashion. So let me ask you a, a more personal question. How did you discover your talent for singing, and, and how were you introduced to classical music and opera? Well, I have. you probably have heard this a lot from other singers, but this has happened to me as well. I have sung literally almost all of my life. Um, I started out uh, being always in, in some kind of uh, theater production or some kind of uh, musical show in schools. Uh, then I was also um, a cantor, um, a congregation leader in churches for many, many years. And that kind of helped me out being in front of people performing. Um, and then my parents uh, always listened to all kinds of music, um, whether it was classical music uh, or um, whether it was opera. Um, they also took me to um, to shows when I was um, a little girl, and we would go to musicals, and we would go to ballet. Uh, so I was influenced from early age. My mother uh, loved uh, also such uh, performers as uh, Leonard Cohen, who, whom I am a big fan of, and, uh, you know, Julio Iglesias. So it wasn't just only classical music. They, Thanks to them, I listened to many, many things. And then this kind of came about that I met my teacher two years before I even took a voice lesson with her. And I was going Mm. to do something completely else with my life. And my mother called my teacher up and said, could you give her one lesson? Because my parents heard something in my voice and they didn't want me to throw it away. So one lesson turned into weekly lessons and then turned into me (laughs) having literally half a year to get ready for entrance exams into um, into school, into a university, which was Georgia State, where my professor was teaching. Um, and the rest is kind of history. I, I stayed with my teacher, um, and I, con- I continue studying with her now for 12 years, and I decided to get my bachelor's and master's at the same school in order to study with her because I believe the most important person for the voice is the teacher. But I also had a tremendous amount of opportunity uh, because I auditioned for young artist programs, um, and I had the uh, pleasure of getting into them. And so that mm. gave me a lot, of, um, a lot of extra things that I needed in order to, uh, to kind of steer my career in the right direction. Mm. So what was it like working with uh, Placido Domingo in this uh, young artist program? Did you have a lot of interaction with him in in the Caffords program at Washington National Opera? Well, we did, and especially those of us who had the pleasure of uh, being part of a main stage show that he either was a part of uh, as a singer or as a a conductor. Uh, Sometimes he would walk in uh, um, just uh, out of the blue. He was there in town, and he would come in uh, to listen to our coachings or or sit in on uh, rehearsals if he had a second. Um, I had the pleasure of being part of, as I mentioned, of Valkyra, and Maestro was singing in that show. And then I covered the role of Andronico in um, Tamerlano and Maestro was singing the role of Bayezet and this was one of the last things I did uh, as a young artist there. It was uh, April of 2008. So I had the opportunity of sitting there and uh, uh, watching the rehearsals uh, with Maestro and sometimes even uh, chatting during, um, during the break in rehearsal. 
it's very inspirational mm-hmm. because besides Maestro, um, you know, he would invite uh, a lot of fantastic singers, um, you know, to Washington National Opera, and we young artists were always able to um, to speak with them whenever there was a second uh, because we would sit in on the rehearsals. And, uh, you know, these fantastic performers, um, what's really great about them is that they are willing to share, and this is how the young artists learn by listening to what the older artists have to say and not being afraid to ask them questions um, and kind of, uh, you know, just just asking them what it's like and and what do they go through. That is wonderful. You know, you had mentioned earlier when you sang with uh, Washington Concert Opera that you sing in Il Puritani. Um, That was the same production. I was actually there because Lawrence Brownlee was featured in that that opera. He and uh, Sarah Coburn. That's and correct. then also, yeah, but then when you talked about the handle, um, the Tarmilano, uh, Sarah Coburn, she sang in that production also. Did you have any interactions with her? I did, I did, because um, I I, had, I did some of the rehearsals. And so I, I had a couple scenes of when I was singing Andronico uh, with, with Sarah. Um, and it was a lot of fun, a lot of fun to do that. She's oh, a that wonderful, wonderful performer. Oh, yes, indeed. If you don't mind, I want to take a short a short break to keep you online. I want, since you mentioned Bach earlier, I do have a snippet of you singing Bach, but I just wanted to share just an excerpt um, with our listeners, okay? Just hold for a moment. Sounds great. This is Magdalena Voice singing Bach. You have an absolutely beautiful instrument. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you. <laughs> yes, you do. I, I want to go back to the Mahler. I was so impressed when I heard you um, singing the Mahler Resurrection. I mean, your your mezzo is just out of this world. It's such a, a warmth to the sound, and I'm sure that it's not just, you know, learning the music. I think some of that warmth comes from the personality 
of the person. So thank you so much for just sharing your musical talent with everyone. Um, oh, it's my pleasure. I want, <laughs> I wanted to ask you, we were talking about uh, emerging artists because I think that that's something very in, important, and I would say that, that you you yourself are, are still quite an emerging artist. So as an emerging artist, what would you say um, have been some of the obstacles or, or hardships that you have faced in terms of advancing your career, perhaps, you know, more visibility or more prominent engagements? Could you maybe speak on some of the, the obstacles that you kind of face when you're trying to uh, put yourself out there as an artist in this profession? Well, you know, I think the most, uh, or I should say the the, the hardest thing um, is learning about the business because, mm. after all, I mean, we are artists, but and and so you know our craft is is art, and and uh, we we'd like to present it the best way that we can. And uh, but it is a business, and so you have to learn it just like any other business. Um, and I think the obstacles are how do you learn about it? You can't pick up a book and open it to that page, and you will have step by step guidelines. So. You have to, uh, I guess, you can't be shy. And as I mentioned earlier, um, being part of the Domingo Kayfords program and being able to talk to these phenomenal artists who are already out there singing all over the world, that is your key. That is the key. And I share that with some of my colleagues, and, and uh, they and I talk about it um, often, um, is that you have to talk to people in order to find out how it works. Um, because you can't learn it, like I mentioned, from opening a book. And that's tough. That's the tough part. You can't be shy mm. about it. You have to just go there and talk to people. And you know, that's a, a, a wonderful point. That's a wonderful point that you bring up because I talk to people about that all the time because so often when you study music, that you, you're so busy studying the repertoire of music and study the different composers and the theory but no one teaches you the business of music as far as, you know, publicity or management or contracts. So that is very important. I'm so glad that you you said that. Now, as I recall, we had a conversation um, at Strathmore. Um, I think you were telling me about a, a program that you were involved with in the schools where you had an opportunity to do opera in the in the school system. Do you remember yes, the conversation? It was like... Yes, I do. So I you, do. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I did so not uh, share. Pers- Go ahead. I'm sorry, Magdalene, are you there? I'm here. I'm here. Okay. I was just going to ask you, you maybe speak on the importance of maybe exposing young people to opera in this time when music and the arts are really getting the short end of the stick in the in the public systems and, and elsewhere. Um could you maybe tell how maybe you have met people or how you foresee being able to expose young people to opera? Absolutely. And I've had the pleasure of doing that a lot, and I, I find it to be something very important, uh, as many many of my colleagues do. Um, I have been involved uh, with uh, the outreach programs uh, with the Atlanta Opera. Um, I have two seasons. Well, last season and season before that, um, we did um, shows for about maybe roughly 3,000 children at the Cobb Energy Center in Atlanta uh, where they come in in the morning um, for um, 
about 45 minutes to an hour show, and it's fully staged uh, in costumes, the orchestra, the chorus, everyone is there. And it um, gives the children an opportunity to listen to the music. Also, they do uh, something really fun. They invite backstage uh, crew to share with them um, about, uh, you know, what it's like behind the scenes. Um, and a lot of the opera companies do that. Washington does the same thing. They have uh, an outreach program for the, for the children and then for entire families coming in with kids. Uh, and I just recently did the same thing um, in Memphis where I did uh, a Messiah just uh, a week ago or so where we had um, about uh, 1,800 kids come in um, twice on, on Thursday and once on Friday uh, to hear about an hour of, uh, of excerpts from the Messiah. And this is really crucial mm-hmm. because it exposes these children from an early age to classical music and that uh, hopefully influences uh, them in the future to search for it and to come and, and listen to it on by themselves. That is absolutely wonderful. Just uh, in closing, I just wanted to know, what's up next on your schedule? What performances do you have in the new year coming up? Well, I'm doing uh, Suzuki with Virginia Opera. That's uh, that's the next thing that's coming up from, uh, for me, and that's uh, March and uh, April of this upcoming year. Oh, that is absolutely wonderful. Magdalena, thank you so much for joining us. It has been a joy, an absolute joy to have you on online this morning. It's so wonderful to be able to talk to someone um, of your caliber, and, and you're such a role model to all of those young aspiring singers who are coming behind you and, and look for guidance. So I want to say thank you so much for joining us on this broadcast this morning. Thank you so much, Patrick, for having me. It's really been a pleasure, and okay. uh, I wish you wonderful holidays. <laughs> you too. Thank you. Have a great day. Take care. Okay, bye-bye. Listeners, you have just been listening to mezzo-soprano Magdalena Vores share about her wonderful career as a rising operatic mezzo-soprano in the firmament of the opera world. And it is also a joy just to be able to speak to an artist, again, of that caliber. I, again, am Patrick D. McCoy, the African-American voice of classical music, and I encourage you to follow me on Twitter at Patrick D. McCoy on Twitter, and you can also find me on Facebook at Patrick D. McCoy, the African-American voice in classical music. Again, I am Patrick D. McCoy, the African-American voice in classical music, and I wish you a great day.